Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug here talking all things Disney and Doug to start off today's show. Before we even get into listener questions and news, we have some news of our own, a special announcement. Our website is live. Yep. About 75%. It'll never be truly done. We'll constantly be adding stuff. Just like Walt's vision for the parks. It will never really be finished, Derek. That is us. We are continuing to upload shows and blog posts and media. And the website is www.ropedroppers.com. WDW, like Walt Disney World, ropedroppers, plural, dot com. And so we will put that in the show notes, but seriously, we'd love if you just give it a click, uh, click, look at it, check it out, give us some feedback. Uh, we got yeah. some things we're working on, uh, a lot of self-publishing with it. So let us know what you think and how to improve and what you're yeah. wanting from our website. Yeah, and ask and you shall receive, possibly. And uh, it's a work in progress, just like the park. So hopefully it's something for you rope droppers to enjoy. But now we officially have a website. We do. It's official. That's exciting. Well, let's move on to some other news. Because speaking of websites, Wi-Fi is needed for websites. What do we know about Wi-Fi right now? Disney announced that they're enhancing the Wi-Fi across Walt Disney World properties, which is great because they rolled it out in 2011. Guess what? Bandwidth and things have improved since 2011. I mean, that's a while ago. That is. So... I mean, www.ropedroppers.com wasn't even around back then. Now everyone's going to be on there, and it's going to slow up the bandwidth. So they're starting with French Quarter and going from there. Who knows what that means exactly or how long. It's probably a five-year process. Do you want to know why I think that is, why they're doing this now? Why? With the new streaming service, they're expecting more Uh people to be streaming in their rooms watching Disney movies and content that they need to get this in place before uh, the new service and app comes out. That would, that would, Derek, what you're implying there is that one branch of Disney pays attention to another branch of Disney and actually cares, which I don't know. I mean, uh, that's a pretty big leap on the idea that they actually communicate. They're like, a lot of things at Disney are like the married couple that you tell the husband and like the wife needs to know and you just assume it gets passed along. And then like four days later, when the wife shows up with the kid at the sporting event with the wrong color jersey, you're like, oh, you guys don't oh, No, you never talk. That's how I envision how the Walt Disney. Are, are you speaking from experience on this one? Um, as a soccer coach of many teams, Yes. Michelle and I talk about all kinds of stuff, but we've ran into a lot of families that, you know, the left hand doesn't meet the right when they're trying to clap. Sometimes. That That is Disney in a nutshell. All right. Well, new Wi-Fi is coming. What else it's do we coming. got coming when the news? 
um, they filed permits for the Tron coaster. So land has been cleared. They're going to close down Tomorrowland Speedway and the railroad for a little while. They're going to have to adjust the track for the Speedway. And so that's going to be closed probably for a good chunk of 2019 would be my guess. And the only thing I can think about is how is that going to affect the WDW 49, 47, 48? What what number is it going to be? Yeah, and it makes it when something's under refurbishment, it makes it unofficial then too. So we'll have to see. And then... The Festival of Fantasy Parade is moving to an earlier time slot during party season, which is great. They're moving it up to two because the park technically closes at six on those Halloween parties, Christmas parties. So the three o'clock parade is no longer at three o'clock parade. They they did a little bit of that last year, I think, during the Christmas parties, Mm -hmm. and I think it worked out great. So two o'clock now, which is funny because I've seen some of those T-shirts and mugs. When's the three o'clock parade? It's a question that... Cast members get a lot. Yeah. Now, and now it's the three o'clock parade is at two o'clock. Correct. Boom. There you go. All news. the news. None of the fluff. All right. Well, we have. Uh, we will be answering your questions. We put a little Facebook and Twitter and Instagram out there, uh, asking. You know, we're going to be talking about. Uh, an- we're answering your questions tonight. Your questions. Your questions, not thank Doug you. and I's. And thank you so much. We had uh, over ten people, oh, even a yeah, few we, more. We did not get to them all. No, we didn't. Sorry so we picked if ten. We did not get to yours. Um, some of the questions will kind of get answered within the answer of these. So if it wasn't yours. It's not that we're ignoring you. It's just other people ask first. It is what it is. That is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, I listen to podcasts for a year, and and I hardly ever ask questions. I don't know why, looking back. So feel free to ask. We really love the questions. And if we don't get to them on the show, we will get to them on social media. We can, of course, send you a PM or anything, and we can write back. Yes, thank you so much for asking. We are going to dive in. First of 10, Doug, I will ask, you can answer and then I can follow up. But the first one is from Joey. He asks, we are heading to Disneyland for the first time this November. Hey, Joey, I'll be going in November too, but after you. What is your top three things to do and or eat? All right. Number one, uh, Dole Whip doesn't count because that's both coasts. And I, Joey, who's I've uh, chatted with some online... I know he's a Disney World person, so he knows about Dole Whip already. So I'll eliminate mm-hmm. that. So I would say the corn dog from uh, Disneyland Park. And then a must watch is Paint the Night for sure. Paint the Night is like every other parade is made to look sad by Paint the Night. So you got to see that if you go out west, if, especially if you're a Disney World person. You got to see Paint the Night, World of Color. And then Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. I haven't even been on it yet. But it's on my must-do. So there's four of do or eat. Did I say too many, Derek? You didn't, but you brought out... What are uh, yours? Well, first off, I got to back up because he said Disneyland. I didn't know if he was adding California Adventure in there. Well, yeah. I mean, I think he's implying the resort area, sir. Okay. Not just the park. Not so just the park. That's confusing. They need to just give it its own name. Instead of Disneyland Park, Disneyland Resort, Disneyland Hotel so confusing it is well i'm going to start with rides because i'm i'm one of those people that i like doing things that are different on each Mm -hmm. coast i don't want to do uh dumbo on both coasts even though i probably will in november but i like to change it up and so i'm going to be going to 
um, the Matterhorn, of course, and then as well, Indiana Jones. I think oh, that's a really fun yeah. one, even though it's the same track layout as Dinosaur. If you're an Indiana Jones fan, it's, it's a must. so much better. It is. Dinosaur. And then I'm going to throw one in there. It's a must-do. It's Pirates of the Caribbean. What? Yes, there is one in Walt Disney World. It doesn't compare to Disneyland. Disneyland's an extra, like, four minutes and has a better story, and it's one of Walt's attractions. So it's a must-do. If you're eating... You know, in the park, the big e-ticket is the it's the Blue Bayou right there in New mm-hmm. Orleans. Definitely a good place if you want to Sounds sit down. Fancier than it, my corn dog. It suggestion. is. It's a it's more expensive. Uh, if you want something cheap, one of my favorite things to eat is going to California Adventure and getting the waffle cone at the Cra- Cozy Cone restaurant down there in Cars Lane. Mm, one of the best is. things I've ever eaten. And then uh, if you want something off property. Go to California, um, Will, oh, man, the uh, hotel right there, Storytellers. Oh, you're saying on property, but oh, I meant, I meant off, off resorts, okay. yes. Yeah, Storytellers Cafe. Storytellers Cafe is a wonderful character dining, so if you have little ones, they will love it. Boy, that's lots of good ideas. I, I realize one other thing that I would suggest on the West Coast is to do Mr. Toads, especially if you grew up going on Mr. Mm-hmm. Toads on the East Coast. And my kids come out of it basically for an excuse to say hell. Oh, there you go. Yeah. We went to hell. So it's really weird. And uh, you forget how weird it is until you write it with your children. And you're like, huh, okay. For the record, special. I will not do Who Framed Roger Rabbit again because same thing. I was like, that was a lot weirder. As an adult? Yeah, as an adult. And when I was, I mean, I was an adult when I wrote it the first time. But yeah, kids didn't love it as much. Uh, The other thing I love is story time with the princesses at the the theater. I forget what the theater is called right right there. Um, You're just hammering out those names. I am. This is great. I I know. Quality, quality. Thank you. But (laughs) letting the princesses tell stories is a lot of fun too. At the Globe Theater. You know, and there are some other good restaurants at the resorts. You know, we Derek mentioned the one, but there's good at multiple ones. A lot of character dining. The character mm-hmm. dining on the West Coast is a little crazier. You get, like, a weird mix of characters. And then, of course, our episode about Disneyland with Jennifer from the Moms panel of about a month ago. She talks a lot about the food of Pixar Pier. And yep. the adorable snowman sounds really good. I'm going to try a lemon slush. It's not yellow snow it's lemon sounds so, good lemon snow cone well, so hopefully there you that helps you out joey i'm sure we could we could have a whole episode talking yeah, we could. and we do we have a couple so uh go back and listen to those let's move on though mindy you ask i need a better explanation on how to get extra fast passes after you've used your three i'm gonna say for the record when i travel michelle usually does this or Derek does it and i just kind of navigate the park so Derek take this one away I mean Michelle actually sent me a trophy as a reward because this last trip I got nine fast passes so I I, was it digital art it was digital art okay but I I envision it like a real trophy it is it is I'm very proud of that uh fast passes are great there's two options in which to get more the most easiest common one is using the my Disney experience app as soon as your magic band hits Ding! And you've checked in for your third Fast Pass. Get on the app, and you can go right away. Find Fast Passes. You can pick your park, and it'll pull up 
the next in time and you can kind of just navigate where you want to go for there or if there's an e-ticket you stumble upon grab that i'm i've gotten fast passes on every attraction like i'm i'm usually on it's a small world looking up fast passes that i can't wait to get off it's a small you're, world on you're supposed to be enjoying the experience derek sometimes i'm enjoying looking for fast passes that's true that's your thrill ride that is and then this- the Oh, I was going to say the other way to get it before I forget is um, if the experience, the My Disney experience isn't working and I had that the app was down for a couple hours and I went over to guest relations and there's a few other fast pass kiosks mm-hmm. that you can check in and manually do it like you had to do back in the day. A lot of people have forgotten about that, but I've had to grab a couple fast passes that way a few years back when the whole thing crashed. And how many more can you make at a time, Derek? Only one at a time. So it's one at a time. Pick the soonest and just keep yep. going. Yep. That's that kind is what of the strategy. Do. Kind of so, work in order. That's, what that's we like. also why we recommend having fast passes like mid-morning to early afternoon. Mm-hmm. Like, Don't spread them out. Like have a 9 a.m. and a 5 p.m. because then you can't get that 4th, 5th, 6th fast pass. And see if you can beat my record. Kent has. Kent, Kent's Kent the has. man. Yeah. Kent's so. in a whole different league. Anyway... Moving on, Jessica, do you know if there is a master list for the health and safety info of each ride, or do you have to look at each individual ride? So the health and safety info is like the don't ride if you're pregnant, back problems, this problem, that problem, where my kids always point at it, point at me and laugh, saying I should never go because I have heart problems, back problems. Every I, I am the list other than pregnant, yet I go on a lot of them. Anywho... The, Disney doesn't really have like a master list that's easy to navigate. You kind of have to look at each individual ride. But I can tell you there's several websites out there that have great resources. One resource that lists more than what's just on Disney's official list that like the insurance company is telling them to list is Autism at the Park. We had Marine on mm-hmm. a few episodes back. Go check out her show from Autism at the Park. And check out her blog. She has lots of different resources hidden within that blog. Some of them, not like you got to look a little bit for, but it's in there. Like she tells you about strobe lights, getting in and out of the vehicle. So if you have something that could be a hindrance, she has that list going. And yeah, you still kind of have to look at every ride. Um, there's a few other websites out there that do kind of list that, like the Diz. And uh, allears.net, they have some great lists too. But you can find lists, and typically, that you gotta look kind of attraction by attraction. Yep. Just remember, Stitch is no longer there to scare everybody, so everybody's okay. There you go. Think you All answered right. that one pretty good. All right. All right. Going on to Janelle, who is a oh, Patreon. So this is thank a you big so question. much, and it is a big question. If you'd like to be a, a Patreon, please follow the and show notes. She asked through Twitter, so follow her at Janelle3480. She's always tweeting. Yes, she is. All right, her question, can you explain a typical day while at Walt Disney World with rope drop, including times for meals, fast pass time slot preference, naps, return to parks, time you go to bed. They have a schedule that they follow, and they want to hear a little bit of ours. Doug, we could probably do a whole show on this. Whole show, but... In five minutes... 
Let's see if we can't somewhat right, answer this question. What's your schedule, question. Derek? Are you I'm, first I'm going to you first on this one. I'm I was first. going to play off you. All right. Well, first things first, my wife gets up crazy early and then drags us out of bed. We get to the park's minimum hour, hour 15 before they open. Rope drop our certain thing. Then we usually have fast passes booked at nine, at nine to 10 slots. And we do the fast pass at about 10 or 10.05. There's that grace period afterwards. We go straight from our 10 o'clock fast, nine o'clock fast pass to our 10 o'clock fast pass. Work in something else while the lines are short, 11 o'clock fast pass, or we eat lunch at like 10.45 to 11, depending on the time of year. When we went over Thanksgiving, we were eating lunch at 10.30 in the morning, but we were there so early we were starving. So it sounds weird, but true. So then we eat lunch, last fast pass, grabbing another fast pass. Then we, depending on the weather, hop to avoid the storm or to avoid the crowds, whichever time of year it is. Take a little nap, rest, yell at our ch- kids to lay down and be quiet. One of them does not nap well. Alden. All, I won't throw him under the bus, though. It is Alden. And then um, usually back to the parks to get a fast pass in before dinner. A lot of times we have a dinner reservation that we're getting to at like 5-ish. And then kind of meander around, do some more fast passes, and then fireworks. And then back to the hotel about late. What time do we go to bed? Late. Like. Yep. The day we're getting up again to do it all over again. And then we did that for nine days in a row on the last trip. Whew, okay. Did I leave you any time for your answer, Derek? You did. We have a lot of similar strategies. This is Rope Drop Radio. You get to the park a little bit before I do. We try for an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. Usually we're on the rope, but we're not the first family on the rope. So like you, we jump in. We try to get as many e-tickets or big... Uh, rides and attractions that usually my little ones want to do too because they can't ride all the e-tickets so I do sacrifice and we'll do things like aerial and a couple meet and greets and stuff like that at the beginning of the day and then like you I'm trying to get my fast passes boom 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 in the morning 10 o'clock 11 o'clock 12 o'clock get lunch usually I'm booking my fourth one while we're eating lunch uh, like to do a lot of quick service lunches wherever we're at that's where we're going to eat uh, again then i'm moving on into the fourth and fifth and getting as many fast passes you, and attractions you don't really go back to your room to nap no yet. i have never never done that this next trip we might have to because we have a this, baby ah they can sleep in a they stroller sleep, but, right and and that's what we've done on almost every trip yeah uh, i've i've had my son sleeps does a lot of stroller naps and that's actually a really great time for us because my wife can, you know, go do something special with my daughter or and then one of us can kind of shop or there's been times where both my kids have fallen asleep in the stroller. I take 30 minutes to do an attraction that is height required that my kids can't do and then she will. So we we don't go back to the room. I, I'm just not that guy. Once I pay the money to get into the park, I want to stay in the park. Yeah. And we were like that when our kids were six and under. And it's pretty crazy. Now that our kids are a little older, we take we go back to the room, take naps. Now, Michelle did not go back to the room every day with the kids. I went back and rested one day without them because I'm old and falling apart. And like you, when do we leave the park? At at night, at the end. When it's we late. when yep. we have to? After after fireworks. We try to do we aren't this trip, but we do a lot of dinner reservations. Earlier dinner, especially because we're a different time zone. And by then, my kids are hungry. So we're trying to get in dinner at about 5 o'clock. And we do actually take it pretty slow from 5 o'clock to fireworks. 
Like we'll try to get, that's when we try to get a few more character meet and greets in for my littles. And it just, they haven't napped. So yeah, we're taking a lot easier then. Yeah, not, my, jump, not jumping on a lot of e-tickets there at the end of the night. My daily strategy is really rope drop to nap time. That's the, that's the goal. That's good. I like it. Yeah. Well, hopefully Janelle, that answers you. Like I said, this could be a full show so if you have any questions hit us up on twitter moving on to dusty if there's one place to eat at disneyland what is it we kind of stumbled upon this earlier doug do you have anything else to add well if we're really getting like anywhere to eat um the carthy circle in uh california adventure i think that's the place that's the fine dining it's excellent it was really good. Now, if I'm there with my kids, I'm not going there. But I don't know where I'd go with my kids. The Carnation Cafe is great for breakfast. Mm -hmm. Or maybe the Plaza where it's a character meal. That's pretty cool. Yep. I There's a lot of bad counter service out there. I do like uh, the, you know, the beignets over in uh, New Orleans Square over oh, that cafe there, Cafe Orleans. Yes, yes, yeah, that one's a good I, one. That might be one that, not character, but with my kids, but a little better food, that might be where I go. I know a lot of yeah. people like Napa Rose. It's oh, a big yeah. one. That's, that's the out of park at California, yep. Grand Californian. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's very nice. Okay, Derek, what are you saying? Then I went to Cafe Orleans, I guess. I'm going to throw, you know, I know Dusty. He's got a little one. Uh, so I'm going to say character meal. Yes, we mentioned Storytellers. Another good one is Goofy's Kitchen. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned the Plaza. So, Pacific Coast Grill. Yep, over at Paradise too. Pier. Yeah. With uh, Donald in his, what, beachwear? Yeah, there's a bunch of characters there. They mix it up recently. They've changed around a lot of characters at Character Dining. There is, just to clarify, zero princess character dining. That is correct. It has been right gutted. I'm sad because that was my daughter's third I don't birthday. It. I don't but either. What, I think that's whatever. We'll see. They'll yeah. add something, I'm sure. Um, and then one I want to go to when I get to Disneyland again for a snack is I want to go to uh, Jack Jack Nom Nom, the cookie place. Yeah, the new that, one in the, where cookies the size of like your face. Yeah, that's that is my uh, next must do. And of course, the cone. The chili cone is still one of the greatest things I've ever eaten at a Disney resort. So you know, I was throwing all sit-down meals out there. Now a counter service area I do like is the Pacific Wharf in California Adventure. They have great Chinese and Mexican right there mm -hmm. in kind of a food court style. Yep. And they also have the soup bowls that are really good too. That are like from San Francisco, the sourdough bowls, and you can watch them make them, which is pretty cool. Too. I'll tell you what yeah. not to eat. The pizza what? at California Adventure. Oh, or that was at some of the worst pizza no, I have ever one. had oh. in my life. It Couldn't makes, even finish it, and I love pizza. It makes Disney World look like they know I, what they're doing with pizza at Pizza Rizzo. I that's <laughs> that's, that's truth. Something. Truth. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's the stuff that the Rocket Tower over by Space Mountain. Mm -hmm. We we went in there and we figured out how much it was actually going to cost us to eat because. It was like double the price of everywhere else. Like, um, and it looked horrible. We left there. We ate the pizza in California Adventure. We're like, oh, what did we do? Yes. We bad. all have to make that mistake sometime in our life, Doug. So we're preventing everybody listening now. Yeah, just pizza. Stay oh, away oh. from it. Even my kids who like it just, no. They, 
oh yeah, when Alden didn't eat Failed. it, you're like, yep, that's bad. Yeah. That's really bad. All right, moving on. Hopefully, Dusty, that helps you out. Avoid the pizza at all costs and uh, let us know where you do end up deciding because, Doug, you and I have not done a ton of stuff in Disneyland, so we like learning new restaurants and new things. All right, moving on to Stephanie. Love this question. Where do you even start to plan a trip like this? I know, Doug, that thinking Walt Disney World mm-hmm. time and money and crowds and getting attractions done, it can be extremely overwhelming. Yeah. And we had yep. a couple people like that. And so, Doug, where do you even begin? It's There's some pretty simple answers to help start the overwhelming process to keep it simple the whole way through. Yep. First, you look at when can you go? Not a when do you want to go or anything like you got to pick when you can go. When does it work for your kids' mm-hmm. schedule, your work schedule? Figure out when you can go. Narrow it down to certain windows like, well, we can't go during the soccer season. So eliminate that. So you figure out when you can go. Then start to look at out of those, when would you want to go? How long do you want to go? And who is going is actually a frighteningly important question. You can't just add people at the last minute to this trip. That's true. It's an you're yep. in or you're out, six months out. Don't screw up everybody else's trip by like, oh, now we want to add grandma a month before because that screws up your dining and your fast passes. Sorry, grandma. You should have gotten on board before. So look at when you can, then when you want to, how long you want to go, and who is going. And then once you have that narrowed down to maybe two weeks, a window, you have certain days, certain length of stay, and who's going, then you contact a Disney vacation planner that knows Disney inside and out, and they help guide you the rest of the way. Honestly, that's where we start with almost all of our trips. I'll email Michelle or text her and be like, hey, we're thinking September, and then we'll start planning it. And that's when sometimes you get lucky and you're like, hey, there's dining plans and stuff like that, or crowds might be lower. So I almost always start by texting you or Michelle when we have an area, a time. Like, for example... I was told by my Disney va- or you and my planner, do not do Toy Story opening because it's going to be chaos with little yeah. ones. Yeah, so, you wanted to go that week. And we I was did. Like, no, Derek, don't. And it would have sucked. For it would have. I know that. I know that now. And I knew that then. I just wanted an extra trip. But that's, we always start with uh, Michelle. It's always just a good little simple email. It's in the show notes. And she definitely helps get the ball rolling, can work with your budget because, yes, you do have to have some money put away to be able to do it. And then, of course, she will help you with reservations and everything else that you need. And to be clear, like, also, where do you start? You don't have to start with all that money. You only need a $200 deposit. Get the deposit down. Get it booked six months out. That way she can help guide you through making dining reservations because if you miss that six-month window, you may not be eating with Cinderella. You may be eating with the ugly stepsisters. And 1900, <laughs> which for the actually, record is a great place to eat. Eating with the stepsisters, you still need to be six months out. But uh, I digress. So, And but, the other great place to know where to start is to keep listening to Rope Drop Radio it, and ask us questions, and we can help you plan your trip. All right. Moving Next, on, Kate. Kind of rolls into that. Yes. Kate, how can I get the biggest bang for my limited buck for a family of four? They have teenagers, not littles. This is a question, Doug, we hear all the time. Well, the first thing is when you go to Florida, the longer you stay, the cheaper your park ticket becomes per day. 
So don't just go for one or two days. Stay a little bit longer so you can actually enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. It does. I mean, yes, adding days does cost more, but it makes the overall price per day go down. If you go and you want to do Disney and Universal and the beach, you start adding those things, you're getting the front-loaded price. Just do one. One thing, either just Universal, just Disney, and then stay in a value resort. Yeah, it may not be the biggest, nicest resort you'll ever be at, but like we described earlier in our average day, notice we didn't spend a ton of time there. So... A bed is for sleeping. Yeah. And the other big thing is time of year has the biggest impact on your cost Mm -hmm. out of any. So if you go during the slowest seasons, the end of January, beginning of February, and post-Labor Day, those are going to be your two cheapest windows. You got to go then if you want it to be bang for your buck. You're not going to go over Christmas break. You're not going to go at spring break. You're not going to go over Fourth of July or Thanksgiving. You got to miss school and you got to go at those times because that is where you get a huge discount compared to those other times of year. I also will add in looking at budget airlines and travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you, I'm, I, you first got to be an email club and yes, you'll get an email like twice a day and it might get oh, annoying. I but almost went this week on Frontier, but then I was like, I saw, I did you back. say... It was thirty-four bucks yeah, down there. But I was like, "There's no way to get back for less than three hundred. Yes. So I was, darn um, it, I just have to stay. Here's the best part about that is like I looked today and I could do the trip that we're gonna take in a few weeks, and it would be about a hundred and twenty dollars less a ticket, flying on Frontier. Anyway, money. I'm taking Southwest, but uh, we still got a good deal on Southwest. But yeah, sometimes these budget airlines. We have actually planned a whole trip around uh, an airline. They announced a new airline, uh, direct flight to Orlando. So they're doing, it was like 60% off. We ended up getting tickets for next to nothing. And we booked our whole trip around that. I just emailed Michelle and I said, here's our dates, go. And And she was able to work with us and get everything we wanted. To clarify, the really cheap airfare typically is the cheaper room rates too. Yep. Because the airlines know when the demand is and when Mm -hmm. the less demand is. So the cheaper airline tickets are going to be when it's less people. So it usually means flying on a Tuesday or a month, like Wednesday, not Friday afternoon, you know, when everybody wants to fly. I, or I almost texted you, Doug, because there was a flight on Wednesday and you had to be back on Friday. So it's like one day at the parks. Yeah. And I was like, let's just call Kent up and let's just do it that day. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's but try. see that also, we I have an annual pass. So that makes that much more affordable now if you're going to make that your trip that's not a bang for your buck because no. that park ticket's really front loaded for yeah but sometimes day. they do like frontier does these wednesday to wednesday deals yeah and so if wednesday you're willing to, to leave on a wednesday and come back on a wednesday they that do works. those all the time to uh especially orlando so be looking out for those and other bang for your buck things you know food is a huge expense think about how much you spend on food at home mm-hmm. i mean you're got a minimum spend that so you could just do counter service the whole time. And if you're a little, um, you know, you're good at looking at the menu and ordering the right things, you can make it not too expensive. You're going to be eating out that whole time. Yep. It, it's actually cheaper. We went to Mall of America and Disney World food was cheaper than Mall of America food. I'm just going to say that. It's a fact. So it's not the most expensive place to eat. It can be very easily but it doesn't have to be. 
don't get the pizza. That's just a waste. Was that expensive at the Mall America too? The pizza? Did you even Did get it? Have, I don't think I had pizza. Good. I don't That's know. the right. It was, there was a few things that we walked past that were like, oh my gosh, rent must be insane. So, Well, moving on to uh, one of my favorite questions that we got was from Lindsay, and that is, is there alcohol served? If not, can I bring my own cooler? So, yes and no. Um, no alcohol in the Magic Kingdom except at certain table service yeah. restaurants. So it be our guest, Cinderella's Royal Table. I think it's going to – is it trickled already over to Skipper's? I think it's going to make the rounds. Yeah, it's going to get – it's going to be at all to sit down soon enough. Yeah. Now, it's not – there's not bars every 10 feet in the Magic Kingdom. Now, in Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom – you like almost can hit a pop-up bar during busy times of year before you hit a trash can. So plenty of alcohol to be had. I mean, Epcot's known for drinking around the world. If you can't get through a day at the Magic Kingdom without an alcoholic beverage, watching your kids enjoy the magic that is Disney, then that's, that's a whole other issue. You really don't need it. But at the other parks, it's definitely part of the experience, wouldn't you say? I agree with that. And there is a lot of ways with fake cell phones and bracelets and things that hold alcohol. I guess you could sneak it in, but you're not going to be able to bring in a whole cooler with a... No, you're not taking a cooler of alcohol anywhere. They're like, nope. They will let you bring in some bottles of water. Uh, We brought in water bottles. I carry in my Diet Mountain Dew, which is like, you know, sacrilege at Disney where it's all Coke products. But uh, I think a a cooler of alcohol is going to be quickly confiscated very quickly. They will check. But if you do, let us know how it goes. And if you get it in, good luck. And uh, we'll we'll find you and you can make us a drink. Yep. All right. Uh, Erica asks, are there any chances for parents to have some time to themselves while on vacation? Yes. Yes, there is. There's a couple options. Yep. Um, One is kind of a newer thing. They're doing like a Pixar Powell type. It's really glorified babysitting at the contemporary where you drop your kid off. They have all kinds of fun with Disney characters. You're free to enjoy the resorts or go into the magic kingdom or hop over to Epcot, come back for the evening. They used to have it's more... not free. This it's does not cost. Free. Yep. Oh yeah. It costs an arm and a leg, but you get your freedom, especially like if you're going up the California grill or head over to Grand Floridian to go to Narcoozies or Victoria and Alberts where you really don't want kids. So that is an option. The other one is there are some pirate-type things during the day, like little day camp things that you can sign up for, and they take them out on the lagoon, yep. and they do like a pirate adventure, and you have you know three, four hours to yourself. So a couple options. Now, there's also a couple services you can find online that – People who watch your kids and some people that actually come into the park with you. There's in-room babysitting. Yep, there's in-room babysitting. And so there's a lot of options. We got lucky once and my wife's cousin came down. She's a flight attendant. It's like, hey, got a layover. And she ended up watching our kids for a while. So that you can always bring an extra family member. We took a babysitter one time. I mean, she's like part of the family type of babysitter for a long time. So it was just kind of she now when we go, we always get the message of I see you didn't take the whole family this time. Mm. Yeah, we get a lot of that. She keeps asking about when she's going to go on a cruise with us, but they don't make a room for six. So that's 
that's going to get difficult. Yep. And speaking of cruises, our last question is from Tammy. She asks, what is included in the price of a cruise? Kids programs, adult time. And I saw this was a long question. A long question. Yeah. It was basically, what all do you get? Because she's afraid that uh, going to the kids centers or Oceaneers Club is going to cost money. Meeting characters is going to cost money. Dining costs money. The neat thing about Disney Cruise Line is a lot of things don't cost money. The Oceaneers Club, yeah. the tween clubs, the adult trains don't either. No. Now there's alcohol, lots of adult you can't sneak, you're not going to sneak a cooler alcohol on the Disney Cruise Line you either. You are allowed two bottles of wine and a six pack of beer. So when you, you can't go to port. You take it on when you get on the ship and from each port that you stop at. However, you're supposed to consume that alcohol you bring on in your room. It's not yes. meant for walking around with. However, if you know what brands they serve, you could bring the same can or bottle and it would blend in just fine. So you can't take your alcohol to the pub and sit there and drink it. But the adult programming, like the adult only acts are great and they're included and the nightclubs have something going on every night. And while you're at the nightclub, your kids are at the Oceaneers, Oceaneers Lab, uh, Oceaneers Club, Vibe, Edge, whichever age group they fall into, and that's all included. What isn't included is the daycare for ages two and under. Yes. That you pay for. It's like $16 an hour. I don't know. It's not something I have to worry about. It's something that we will be doing in February for yes. an hour or two while we go to some sort of dining thing. Palo. Palo. Probably Palo. I don't I don't well, know what if or just like literally have some time alone. But we will be taking advantage of that, but only affording so an what hour or two. Does cost money might have been a simpler answer. Palo, the or Remy, the yep. upscale dining, which to be honest, you don't have to do to have a magical cruise. The rotational dining has excellent food. Mm-hmm. Uh, smoothies cost money. There's upcharged ice cream parlors on several of the ships, which I find weird that you do that sorry joe if i call that weird and you did that already on your cruise that you i did currently... i saw that that was his first stop like out of joe i was surprised i didn't see that coming and so that costs money and then alcohol that's probably the biggest expense mm-hmm. however you can sign up for some mixology classes some different tasting classes and you get more bang for your buck on the alcohol there but if you get a drink with every meal and you're on a seven night cruise it will add up throughout the course of your week also, excursions on the islands, not included. Not yes. That, that way on every cruise ship except river cruises in Europe. Whew. <sighs> that thorough enough? That was. And, you know, shows, those Broadway-style shows don't cost money. Good. The movie theater doesn't cost money. That one threw me off guard a little oh, bit. The concession stand next to the theater does cost yes. money. That's when you send your kids up to the top deck to get you drinks and come back down. I'm not paying for your can of Coke when I have children with hands. I can go up there and get it and come back. When I have slave labor with hands, that... It works great. Like guys, Your kids are at least at an age that I would... My kids would never make it back to the theater. No, your kids would... My kids, like, on the ship, because, like, you can't run away on a ship, right? Yep. You're on the ship, so they get a little more freedom than they get in real life. Because it's not real life on the ship. It's a cruise. It's a cruise. It's, it's magical. Boat. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, I, that is that is all ten of the questions that we have answered, Doug. That was a good one. Plus, 
I feel good about it, Derek. I do. I feel like I, I always, after these episodes, I always think, oh man, we should have said this or that. So we'll see uh, while editing the show if I figure out something. But no, I really enjoyed these questions. They're really thorough, really good mix, cruise, land, world, uh, dining and stuff. And of course, alcohol, always a good question. So thank you so much for everyone who got on social media and asked these questions. It means a lot to us. We love doing this. And uh, hopefully you keep asking questions and we can keep answering them. All right. Thanks for the questions, guys. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Rope Drop Radio. And of course, the best answer to any question we can give is ask your travel agent. Of course, we recommend Michelle McKnight. Her email is in the show notes and she can help you plan dining and trips and costs and do all that. She she could have answered all 10 of these questions in a fraction of the time that we could have dug. While rolling her eyes at me, Derek. Yes, absolutely. So yes, if you want to email Michelle, her email's in the show notes. Be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, go check out www.ropedroppers.com, our new website. Doug has a couple blog posts. We have the episodes and links to all of our social media. And if you would, please give us a message on whatever one of those you want to and let us know how it's going, if there's anything you want to add. But that's all the time that we have. So for Doug McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.